Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. In the great kerfuffle of opinions about the web today, in the 30-second sound bites of what often proved to be almost hilariously uninformed politicians sharing their supposed expertise on just how the web should be regulated, usually to give their followers an advantage in cyberspace, in the cajoling of a horde of lobbyists for the huge tech companies trying to protect their billions of dollars of income, in such times as these, it might inject a sense of almost wonder to recall what the internet was once imagined to be. Today, let's take a moment to recall what idealists over 25 years ago had to offer in their hopes of what cyberspace could and should become. Several years ago on the Electronic Cottage, we mentioned that 2021 was the 25th anniversary of, quote, a Declaration of the Independence of Cyberspace, end quote, published on February 18, 1996. It was written by John Perry Barlow, who, among other things, was a lyricist for the Grateful Dead, as well as a cyberspace activist, co-founder of the Electronic Frontier Foundation, and a Montana rancher. Not the Ted Turner type, but the type that was actually born on a ranch and worked there a good part of his life. This declaration contains a vision of what many early inhabitants imagined cyberspace could become. And they were more or less right for a short time in the early days of the net, though the web in particular is a far cry from that vision today. But just to help us remember why cyberspace seemed like a different world for a while, let's recall the hopes of that declaration. It's available online at www.eff.org slash cyberspace independence. Though it's a part of the ancient history of today's online world, there are many resonances in it to issues that we're still grappling with today. So, here's the text of, quote, A Declaration of the Independence of Cyberspace. Governments of the industrial world, you weary giants of flesh and steel, I come from cyberspace, the new home of mind. On behalf of the future, I ask you of the past to leave us alone. You are not welcome among us. You have no sovereignty where we gather. We have no elected government, nor are we likely to have one. So I address you with no greater authority than that with which liberty itself always speaks. I declare the global social space we are building to be naturally independent of the tyrannies you seek to impose on us. You have no moral right to rule us, nor do you possess any methods of enforcement we have true reason to fear. Governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. You have neither solicited nor received ours. We did not invite you. You do not know us, nor do you know our world. Cyberspace does not lie within your borders. Do not think that you can build it as though it were a public construction project. You cannot. It's an act of nature and grows itself through our collective actions. You have not engaged in our great and gathering conversation, nor did you create the wealth of our marketplaces. You do not know our culture, our ethics, or the unwritten codes that already provide our society with more order than could be obtained by any of your impositions. 
You claim there are problems among us that you need to solve. You use this claim as an excuse to invade our precincts. Many of these problems don't exist. Where there are real conflicts, where there are wrongs, we will identify them and address them by our means. We are forming our own social contract. This governance will arise according to the conditions of our world, not yours. Our world is different. Cyberspace consists of transactions, relationships, and thought itself, arrayed like a standing wave in the web of our communications. Ours is a world that is both everywhere and nowhere, but it is not where bodies live. We're creating a world that all may enter without privilege or prejudice accorded by race, economic power, military force, or station of birth. We're creating a world where anyone, anywhere, may express his or her beliefs, no matter how singular, without fear of being coerced into silence or conformity. Your legal concepts of property, expression, identity, movement, and context do not apply to us. They're all based on matter, and there's no matter here. Our identities have no bodies, so unlike you, we cannot obtain order by physical coercion. We believe that from ethics, enlightened self-interest, and the common weal, our governance will emerge. Our identities may be distributed across many of your jurisdictions. The only law that all our constituent cultures would generally recognize is the golden rule. We hope we'll be able to build our particular solutions on that basis. But we cannot accept the solutions you are attempting to impose. In the United States, you have today created a law, the Telecommunications Reform Act, which repudiates your own constitution and insults the dreams of Jefferson, Washington, Mill, Madison, de Tocqueville, and Brandeis. These dreams must now be born anew in us. You are terrified of your own children, since they are natives in a world where you will always be immigrants. Because you fear them, you entrust your bureaucracies with the parental responsibilities you are too cowardly to confront yourselves. In our world, all the sentiments and expressions of humanity, from the debasing to the angelic, are parts of a seamless whole, the global conversation of bits. We cannot separate the air that chokes from the air upon which wings beat. In China, Germany, France, Russia, Singapore, Italy, and the United States, you're trying to ward off the virus of liberty by erecting guard posts at the frontiers of cyberspace. These may keep out the contagion for a small time, but they will not work in a world that will soon be blanketed in bit-bearing media. Your increasingly obsolete information industries would perpetuate themselves by proposing law in America and elsewhere that claim to own speech itself throughout the world. These laws would declare ideas to be another industrial product, no more noble than pig iron. In our world, whatever the human mind may create can be reproduced and distributed infinitely at no cost. The global conveyance of thought no longer requires your factories to accomplish. These increasingly hostile and colonial measures place us in the same position as those previous lovers of freedom and self-determination 
who had to reject the authorities of distant, uninformed powers. We must declare our virtual selves immune to your sovereignty, even as we continue to consent to your rule over our bodies. We will spread ourselves across the planet so that no one can arrest our thoughts. We will create a civilization of the mind in cyberspace. May it be more humane and fair than the world your governments have made before." End quote. Pretty heady stuff, eh? What do you think? Is our cyber world, quote, more humane and fair than the world your governments have made before? End quote. Or not? A good question for these digitally fraught times, and one which we'll do our best to continue to ponder in as many dimensions as we can, right here on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage.